Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad that you're here. We're picking back up today on what we studied last weekend in Ephesians chapter 4. My wife and I, we spoke about equipping the saints and how you are a minister of the gospel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a minister too. But how, as a saint, we are called to do the work of the ministry. But you're not alone. That there's others that God is uniquely gifted to do the work of ministry alongside you and that you're going to be equipped and that the Holy Spirit has empowered you to do the work of the ministry. This is all exciting stuff. Well, I believe that God gave me this word about a month ago. I feel like he kept telling me this is a season of equipping, of releasing, of unleashing the saints in the city to be ministers in their home, to be ministers in their community, to be ministers in their city. And so that's my prayer for us. Even in the conversation that we're going to have today is that we really see the big picture of what God is calling us to do as ministers with the spiritual gifts that he's given us, with the unique personalities that we have, with the gifts and talents and resources that we have. How can we be ministers and truly leverage every opportunity that we have in our lives to advance the kingdom of God, to build up the body of Christ and to give God glory? That's, that's what we're talking about today, and we're looking at Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to be looking at verses 11 through 16. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16. Let's read this together. It says this, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Let's read this. Equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning and cleverness and the techniques of deceit. But speaking truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is the head, Christ. The head, head of the body is Christ. From him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building it up in itself and love by the proper working of each individual part. Yes, each individual part. That means that your part matters. Your gift matters. God has given you a special gift. I need your gift. You need my gift. And when When Christ is the head and we're all fitted and knitted together, then we're able to move efficiently and effectively as the body of Christ, the church. Amen? You may be thinking to yourself, Pastor, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Well, as an equipper, you see that he gave some as apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints. And I want to say, as as an equipper of the saints, Nothing brings me more joy than to help people and to see people discover their spiritual gift. And uh, up here at Pinewood, we have a thing called Growth Track. And in Growth Track, it's our, it's, it's our member course and it's, it's how you can join the team. And, and during that course, one of the parts of that course is you'll actually take a spiritual giftings test. You'll also take a personality test. And these are just a, a few ways that we can help you discover what is my spiritual gift? Well, I believe there are four ways that you can discover your spiritual gift. And I want you to write these down if you're taking notes. 
The first is you can go and you can ask the one who gave you the gift. Go to God. Ask God, God, what is my spiritual gift? What is that thing? Now, I want to tell you, spiritual gifts are not just natural abilities. They're aptitudes that are made supernatural by the Holy Spirit. This is not natural. This is supernatural giftings over your life. Go to God and say, God, what gift have you given me? I also want to encourage you to get into Scripture. Get into God's Word. I want you to encourage you to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Look at Romans chapter 12. Get into God's Word and see what God's Word has to say about spiritual gifts. And as you're in God's Word, as you're praying and seeking His wisdom and His discernment over your life, I believe that God is going to reveal to you your gift. But then there's another way. I also believe that you can discover your gift and your gift can be revealed to you by other people. I love walking up to somebody and maybe it's towards the end of a small group or crew that we had or an interaction where we were serving together and I walk over to somebody and say, hey, I don't know if you've ever seen this over your life, but man, when we were studying that scripture, I felt like you were discerning the text really well. I believe that you have the gift of discernment over your life. Or maybe there's that person that you know that they're always speaking a a prophetic word of truth of God's word over people's lives. Is hey, have you ever considered that maybe you have the gift of prophecy? You have a really prophetic voice in, in our community and in our church. But you can, I believe that you can be, uh, you can be blessed by others around you when they see certain gifts over your life. And another of uh, uh, the fourth, the fourth way that I believe that you can discover your spiritual gift is start serving. To do the work of the ministry is what the text says. Start doing the work of the ministry. And as we talked about last weekend, ministry is serving. A servant, a minister, servant, leader. Start serving in, a, in an area within your community, an area within your church. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, as you start serving in unique and different roles, there's going to be one role that you start serving in that something inside of you just comes alive. And otherwise, what, what felt like a challenge is all of a sudden easy. And you're running and you're excited, you're cheerful and you're joyful. It gives you life. You're like, this is, I think that this is what I was made for in this community. Nothing brings me more joy than to see those, those smiles and to see that attitude shift and almost light bulb go off for people to say like, I think God made me for this. And I want to tell you right now, I believe that now is the perfect time to unleash your gift. Now is the perfect time for you as a saint to be unleashed to do the work of the ministry. As we see from the text, as we do the work of the ministry and as we seek unity together, it says that we will, one, we'll be grounded, that we'll no longer be immature, tossed in the waves to and fro. But it says first that we'll be grounded. But then, don't you, how many of you know that you got to be grounded before you start growing? You're not going to be growing if you're not grounded. If you're on two inches, if you're two inches deep, don't expect to grow 200 feet tall. No, first we're going to be grounded. We're not going to be tossed to and fro, and then we're going to be growing. It says, in every way into who Christ, who is the head. How many of you in this season would say that I want this to be a season of growth, not a season of isolation? How many of you know, as the body of Christ, there's no isolated parts of a singular body. 
How many times the scripture has to tell us that it's the body of Christ, not bodies. No, it's the body of Christ, we as the church. So no, I mean, there's no isolation, but we're a community doing this together for the glory of God. I believe that God is calling us to a season of growth. It's been amazing to me to see, even see the people in our church family and community, to see them hungry for the word, to see them growing, to see their gifts unleashed, to see people come alive in their service in the community, in their serving in the church. I believe that the body of Christ is becoming stronger every day. I believe that the body of Christ on the other side of this is going to be stronger than it's ever been. And I'm not talking about Pinewood. I'm talking about the church. We're collaborating here in Boulder more than we've ever collaborated. We're seeing unity. We're seeing the uniqueness in people's gifts all coming together. And it is making us stronger, more effective, more efficient, greater impact. Isn't that good news for somebody today? That the church is not shrinking back. Church isn't isolating. No, we are advancing like we've never advanced before. And I hope that's good news for somebody today. I want to see here from a good friend of mine, Pastor Trevor Lovingood. Pastor Trevor is an extremely creative person. He's an amazing communicator, incredible husband, incredible father, and and a really amazing friend. So really, it's an honor to have you on here, Trevor. And I I know that you're going to be really blessed by what he has to share. Hey, everybody. It's Sunday. We're together. Doesn't matter wherever you are. Uh, We're together right here, right now. Welcome uh, to Pinewood. It's kind of like a second welcome because this is a second part. Uh, So I want to thank you, Parker and Jess, for letting me be able to be a part of this amazing moment with you. Uh, And wherever you are, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're finding us well right here, right now. And you can reach out to Pinewood at any moment um, and connect with them and and see God uh, do something amazing in your life. I want to welcome everyone that doesn't believe in Jesus, um, everyone that's far from God, everyone that's struggling, everyone that's going through it, and, uh, and then everyone that's that's doing well, and everyone that's seeing something amazing happen in life. Everyone's welcome here at Pinewood. And I just want to take us into this kind of second part. Uh, so if you would, would everyone go ahead and take a deep breath with me, wherever you are. One, two, three. <sighs> it kind of feels good to take a deep breath every now and then. Feels good to take a second and realize that we are together. We are united. So I want to give you a thought. I want to give you kind of something uh, to take with you into this next week. Uh, you don't have to be tossed anymore. You don't have to be tossed. You don't have to be thrown around. You don't have to be, you don't have to be worn out. You can't find some rest. Because it is windy. But you don't have to be weak. It's windy right now. It's a lot of a lot of noise, a lot of craziness, a lot of unsurety. But we can take hold of these moments right now that are in our life. You can take hold of them. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you right here, right now. To begin to let God move in your life in a way that you've never let it move before. He's just getting started. Whether you're far from him or whether you're close to him, you can let him come into your life right here, right now and see him move tomorrow. 
You don't have to live heavy anymore. You don't have to feel the weight of the world on you. God's word says this in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Come to me, all who feel the weight. Let's go on a walk. I'll show you how to live and find this unforced rhythm of grace so you can learn to live freely and lightly. I love this. That's the, that's the invitation for all of us. Whether you know Jesus or not, you can come to him right here, right now. As we think about how the Lord has gifted us, as we think about what the Lord has given us, I just love to think about how he's given me this time to be alive. He's given me my family. He's given me my friends. But do we view them as special or do we view them just as average? See, what I, what I really love about what Parker just read in Ephesians 4 is this, that there's this special work for every single one of us that's our own, that's your own. And so many times, if we want something special to come into our life, we have to see the simple, we have to see the ordinary, we have to see those things that are average and mundane that we've done over and over and over again as extraordinary for once in our life. We got to see waking up as extraordinary for once in our life and realize that there's somebody that's not waking up. There's somebody that's struggling. There's somebody that doesn't want to wake up. There's somebody who needs to wake up. There's somebody that wants to wake up that can't. Like, we have to just view the alarm clock different in our life. What if you viewed your alarm clock different? What if you saw it as something not to dread, but something to get excited for? See, that would take a little foresight. That would take a little, a little vision for somebody to see the next day as an opportunity. To see your alarm clock as something that helps you wake up to the day that you can take hold of or let your day take hold of you. See, that takes going to bed early. That takes deciding to go to bed early. That takes deciding to get some things done. That takes deciding to have serious conversations that are going to happen at night happen in the day. Because there's an alarm clock coming. Oof. Taking something just as simple as an alarm clock when we wake up to say, you know what, I'm going to let my alarm clock for once not be something simple and something kind of I hate right now be extraordinary and maybe even supernatural to me starting my day with Jesus instead of starting my day angry and wishing I could sleep more. Oh, see, like... There's something simple that can be supernatural in your life right here, right now. If you see the something special of ownership and your gifting, you can actually take hold of something simple and see it become something special when you realize that the one who's giving you the gift wants to walk with you. So no matter if you understand the gift or not, or, or where do I find this gift or where is this gift coming from? See, those kind of, those questions don't really matter when you know who's trying to give you the gift because you just go to him and you realize that he is the gift, that he is the dream, that Jesus just wants to walk with you and how amazing that could be for every single one of us right here, right now. Shout out, here it is, shout out to all the weak people, to all the people struggling, to all the people who realize that they need God to move in their life. Shout out to all of you at Pineware right now because you're the powerful people. 
Because 2 Corinthians verse 12, 10 says this, when I am weak, he is strong. See, when we realize our weakness and we give it to God, we can actually let him come in on what we see that we hate, what we see the area of our life that we're weak. And we don't let those weak things toss us anymore. We don't let those weak things get us off balance anymore. We don't let those weak things destroy us anymore. We see something amazing come into our life when we view the weak things as something for God to come through on and change our life with. See, there's something special that can happen right here, right now, when you realize that you're weak and you come to somebody that loves you, when you come to someone at Pinewood and let them pray for you, when you come to someone and just let them know who you really are, because you and I know this, we actually love people when we let people know us. And you being known lets people see your weaknesses and your strengths and just see yourself for who you really are. See, it can be windy, but you don't have to be weak anymore because when we are weak, when we recognize our weakness, it leaves, it gives God an opportunity. It gives us an opportunity to allow him to come into our life and to help us be strong supernaturally right where we are. So we can be windy, but you don't have to be weak anymore because you can let God come into your life right where you are. So thank you so much for this opportunity to spend time with you. Let something simple be special right now where you are. In Jesus' name. Love you guys. Have a great day. But let God move right where you are. I hope this word blessed you today. And I hope that we really put this into practice. That we not just be hearers of the word, but, but that we apply this word to our lives that we really do consider what is my spiritual gift and, and how can I release that spiritual gift in my church to build up the body of Christ, to edify the body, but then also how can I use my gift to, to reach those in my community and really advance the gospel in this time. And so I really want to encourage us, let's put to practice what we learned today. Get in the scripture, read Ephesians 4 on your own, and, and then go to God. I also want to give you an invitation right now. If you want to say yes to Jesus, we do not want to close our service without giving you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. We believe that it's only through Jesus that you can have a relationship with the Father. We know that Jesus says in John 14, 6, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that you can receive the free gift of grace today over your life. Scripture says in Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We believe that Jesus came, that he lived a perfect life, and he died on the cross paying the penalty for my sin, for your sin, and for the sin of all mankind. But he did not stay dead. He rose on the third day, defeating death, sin, and the grave for all of eternity. And it's through his death, burial, and resurrection that we can have life. Amen? and forgiveness and hope for eternity. So I want to ask you right now, if you want to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want you to invite you to pray that prayer with me. Let's pray that prayer out loud together. And Romans 10, 9, Romans 10, 13 says, for all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Will you call upon the name of the Lord with me right now? Would you say this? Would you say, Jesus, I acknowledge that I need you. I confess that I have sinned against you. I believe that God has raised you from the dead. 
And right now, by faith, I say Jesus is Lord. Thank you for forgiving me. By your grace, I am saved. And by your power, I am set free. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe that that is going to be the best decision you've ever made in your life. There is nothing like having a relationship with God. Scripture says that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Behold, all things have passed. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. That you are a new creation in Christ. We're celebrating this with you. I know the heavens are celebrating this with you. We want to know who you are and we want to know your story. So I want to invite you. Would you go to pinewood.church? Would you fill out a connect card and let us know who you are? Uh, We're not going to send you anything, but we do want to reach out. Uh, At Pinewood, one of our values is that connection is our culture. And we believe that having real and authentic relationships, especially on your faith journey, we believe that that matters. And so we want to come alongside you no matter where you are. And we want to walk with you on this journey. So would you go to pinewood.church and fill out a connect card? Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.